0: Ain't this what they've been waiting for? You ready? Ready? Uh, uh, I used to pray for times. Like- hey,
1: what's up, y'all? I'm Maserati Niche, and you are tuned in into the Niche Speaks podcast, where I am giving you financial game, Actually, free financial gain so that you can obtain financial gain. And I have a very, very, very special guest with me today. My boy, Shu-Jah. shu Jack. shu <laughs> got. He said, make sure I say it right, shu Jack.
0: Y'all put that iron on it. You got
1: swag Shoo-Jah. on it, though. It's like
0: shu Je. I just hit him with the show. No, actually, actually, That's what I call you, No, though. no, I, no, you no. I hit him with the uh, Moore. Moore.
1: More. Shoe, okay. shoe Jab Moore. Shoe Jab Moore. Shoe So I have Shoe Jab Moore. And Shoe Jab Moore, I met Shoe Jab. I'm going to say Shoe. <laughs> I met Shoe probably, what, three years or four years now? I probably was
0: three months removed from a 12 oh, really? year bid.
1: He was three months removed from a 12 year bid. Yeah. So how long ago was that?
0: That was uh, four years. That was almost four years ago. I yeah, told be four dude. years.
1: The heck, time right? flying. So I met him, and it's very interesting the story. <laughs> I was having a vision board party, and I invited my cousin Saleem, and Saleem invited his friends, and his friends invited their friend, and Shuja was a part of it. Yeah. And it was very, 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 I was very impressed with this brother when I heard him speak. So I was like, he's so articulate, like, he's so smart. And to hear his story, really? I think when he once he said that he was just released out of prison and he was just did a 13 year bid, everybody was like, because we were so in because he didn't look anything like, you know, what we like. And so it was it was just like an aha moment um, for me, because I'm like, never judge. That's the first thing. And. Once we heard his story, it just was like so inspiring for me. And then to have seen him progress within the last four years is inspiring to me, too, because I mean, well, that's what we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the challenges and the obstacles that you had to face from you when you went away. You were how old? Twenty two. Twenty two in college,
0: in college. But with a polluted mind out here, just acting like the rest of these young boys is going, you know, acting crazy right now. Right. So yeah, I was I was going to school and all that, but I wasn't focused.
1: Okay, and there was an incident.
0: Oh yeah, so the crime. So uh, so
1: the crime. So the
0: crime. But what? Hold hold for a second. Does does this? I'm on I'm on these speech right now. Like listen, listen. Am am I a star? Like you're you're a celebrity. You're definitely a celebrity. Okay, (laughs) I'm a celebrity. I like that. Um, But no, no. In all seriousness, um, I was lost when I was 22. Really, before that, I was I was lost. I was carrying guns. And I thought that I was going to be able to sell enough drugs to become a billionaire. Wow. And, uh, you know, deep. that led to me just acting reckless. And I went out partying one night with some friends and ran into somebody that I didn't like. We got into a fight, pulled the gun out. He grabbed it. we wrestling over it. Shot goes off. And it, uh, the bullet hits his friend. It, went, it goes to a bouncer, hits his friend, and his friend passes away the next day. So wow. uh, I ultimately was convicted of third-degree murder and did 12 years.
1: Wow. That's deep. So I want to jump right in because I think that in our community or in society, we don't process everything that goes along with that journey of you coming home, being away for so long. First of all, my son, father was just incarcerated for two and a half years. Mm. And from him never being like the same story, never like really, ha- he never was arrested. He was actual, actually a correctional officer mm-hmm. and he made some pretty bad choices yeah. and He was arrested and he told me that he spent a tremendous amount of time in the hole. And when I think about me being in my room, and I have a pretty large bedroom. (laughs) But when I think about me being in my bedroom for a certain amount of time, I'm like, I got to get out and go talk to somebody. Like just to have that human interaction because that is how we were created to to interact with each other, to be social. So when I think about somebody being in a hole for six months like that shit is meant to break you and it can break you psychologically it It can break you Mm -hmm. so i think that i want you to be very transparent in this interview about the challenges from day one when you got out like did you experience anxiety um oh he said make sure you're talking tonight did you experience anxiety were you like oh my god this is a culture shock what the hell is going on in this world like what were some of your your experiences
0: for sure. I mean, that's the, the mental strife is something that I didn't anticipate. Um, I like to say, you know, it really takes three to five years to get adjusted to home on the street. And for me to get things, acquire things like a car, crib and all that, that came relatively easy. What was hard was the mental adjustment. You know, I started getting uh, anxiety, blood rushing, getting the shakes and feeling anxious just to go get my hair cut. And I didn't understand why i mean even to this day it's still hard for me to get to sleep at night just adjusting to the pace out here i heard you earlier talking about like social media and posting and you know that's a whole nother aspect of society that i didn't practice for i wasn't ready for right so um the adjustment with being around family i haven't been around them in 12 years Mm -hmm. you know so i love my mom but you know what it was like mom i actually need a little bit of space like back up yeah you know what (laughs) i mean so uh (laughs) things like that um it's just an adjustment and we really do i think as a whole in the black community Mental health is something that's just not promoted and seen as um, something that we need It's mm-hmm. c- something that I get to that or we don't even invest in at all. So, uh, yeah. To so one
1: of the things that you just said that stuck out to me, you said it wasn't an issue with me getting a crib and getting a car. Right. How many? But that's an issue for a lot of brothers to be away for so long and to maybe not even have a, a skill set right. to even get a job or to do something that's going to generate some revenue. Okay. So you said for you that was easy. Why was that easy hmm. for you?
0: It's a good question. I'm still unpacking some of this, but I know that after the first few years when I was acting crazy in the, in the county jail, like a lot like a lot of us were, uh, I went upstate and I was very purposeful with how I was going to spend the rest of my time. I wanted to educate myself and be prepared. Uh, For when I got out here Mm -hmm. and the only way that I could prepare is knowing how to, you know, have coping skills when I feel angry, Mm -hmm. Um, understanding what even led me to prison and really processing those emotions. And I did the best that I could. And then the rest was really just educating myself. So when I came home, I kind of was used to um, creating a goal because, like I said, I wanted to educate myself. To do that in prison is not, it sounds easy, but it's not easy. Mm. You know, you got to be able to navigate and maintain a respect of not only your fellow prisoners, but also the guards. And, you know, that's a balancing act so that you can achieve your goals. So I was used to doing that when I got out. um,
1: So you're saying basically in prison, first of all, to, to me, that's having emotional intelligence, right? For sure. For sure. But there aren't a lot of people who even can process stuff. The way that you were processing it mm-hmm. to even understand that this is what I got. This is the, the lead up to me getting out and to be able to cope in the world.
0: Right. Right. That's that, that's due to the parents that I had. Like I was given a lot of the, the tools and investment that I needed in the beginning. In but, your childhood. Yeah. OK. Yeah. But I still grew up on 46th Street. So the cool thing to do was be in the streets. And that's where all the girls mm-hmm. were. That's where all the money was. That's where all so the So, although you was.
1: came from a good upbringing, definitely, both of your parents were married.
0: Still married.
1: The street still had an influence in your life.
0: I mean, my dad put his uniform on. It was a septa uniform. Mm-hmm. You know, I see him waking up, tired, getting in his car, going to work. Mm-hmm. Then I go to the corner and I see this dude wearing all the stuff I want to wear, but right. all the girls Talk and the lex coupe.
1: Talk about. And it. I'm like, I think I'm
0: gonna go with this one. <laughs> Uh, not not really that one looks like prettier (laughs) right (laughs) yes but not really understanding you know what my parents were doing, how they were you know, choosing to invest in the neighborhood in which we've been invested in for like four generations. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to keep the black middle class in the hood and not be gentrified out of the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't understand all that. And the fact that my dad could have did anything. He could have been successful and just went about his way. But he chose to provide us a foundation mm-hmm. so that we can do better than him in the next generation. Right. And then our gener- the, the generation we birthed can do better than us. Right. So I didn't understand all that. Um, I forget what the question was, but... <laughs> That's how they, that's that's cool. that's how so with. let
1: me ask you this. So for somebody who has just come home and they may have did 20 years because I also I'm inspired by your story and Wallow's story. I'm inspired that you guys don't make excuses that you go into the world and you figure it out and you're confident and yourself. And you're like, listen, I got to figure this out. Wallow the same thing. So when somebody say, oh, I can't do this because i am like, I have friends that did 13 years in jail and 20 years in jail. And they're not making excuses. They're out here. Despite everything that be- they've been through, they're trying to figure it out. And it's working for them. And it's working for them. They're progressing. And it may not be at a speed that they probably would like it to be. But there is progression happening. Right. So what would you say to a brother or a sister who is coming home? They've done 20 years in jail. What is the first thing? Like, what, what would you tell them? This is what you need to do. You need to do this. You mm-hmm. need to do this. need to do that. What would you say?
0: The first thing I say, take your time and be patient mm. because, uh, you know, the world going to hit us fast. And As much as I thought I was ready for the world, it hit me fast. And before I know it, See, I'm a person that likes to move with purpose. I like to know what I'm doing before I do Come it. Come
1: on, talk about and it. Talk about moving with purpose. Talk about it.
0: <laughs> so when I was in there, you know I, I, you know, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. But then when I came home and all options was back on the table, I had some decisions to make. Do I want to pick up, a, do I want to grind again? You know, am I trying to be a millionaire? Am I trying to help the community? What am I trying to do again? Purpose. And, and, and then that,
1: purpose,
0: the shuffle got, you know, I, I kind of got lost again because I had a lot of friends who were successful. And I found myself really trying to see where I could fit into their success versus saying, what is it that I'm trying to do in this world? Come on. And let me invest in that. Come Forget on. what anybody else is doing. Come on. So a couple of years, I got slowed up because I was kind of looking for an opportunity instead of creating my own opportunity. Talk about it. Um, so I, the first thing I would tell people is slow down and be patient. Mm-hmm. and take time to really figure out what what it is your, what's your purpose what are you trying to do I out here i could see
1: why somebody would be so anxious though cuz you sat for Definitely. 20 years was like i got to do this i got to do this i got to do that and i noticed that a lot of the brothers cuz i have a lot of male friends that are, i call my brothers and some of them that has you know come home they're like i got to get the, i got to i got to i got i was and part of it i
0: could i could, all that i wanted the car i wanted the crib i wanted girls all in a week i, all wanted,
1: week. All I wanted, what you wanted, I, thought car, gonna, crib, I, was, I thought i was going
0: i was going to get that really in like 3 months i was telling people like Hey, Bob J, I'm cool. I'm going to have all that. They like, this border lost is mine. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, no, patience. You really got to take your time. And, you know, everybody got their own hand. Everybody got their own race to run. It's cool. you going to have your winning season Winning season when you get your winning. Hopefully, it's my winning season. You know, I'm Talk on these speech. Talk right heavy. <laughs>
1: Shut up. Talk heavy. Talk heavy. Now, what about from a financial standpoint? Somebody who is coming home, they may have not been that skilled because the skill that they had was selling drugs. Right. And they was getting money back in the day. So, now they're coming home. Things have drastically changed. Mm-hmm. Um, the area that they may have been. Been raised in uh let's say if it's brewery town, mm-hmm. you know, it was North Philly back then now in this brewery town, everything's changing. The house that you grew up in was twenty five thousand, now and that shit is worth three hundred and fifty thousand. Like yeah. how do what what advice would you give them coming home from a financial standpoint or just finding employment, getting some sort of revenue, being able to take care of all of all your adulting right. responsibilities?
0: Right. That's. I mean, that's a great question. I think that everyone's reentry process is going to be different. The first thing you need to do is really educate yourself. And you got. You got to look at your financial situation. Are you coming home with people supporting you and providing for you until you can find your way, or do you got to hit the ground running from the door? One thing I would say is definitely give me a call because that's what I do at the Enterprise right. Center community oh, engagement. really? Do yeah, you? for sure. I help. Dope. Talk I'm, about it. I'm in there it. helping the people. So yeah, you could call me direct 267-623-623. Say that slower. So so wait wait
1: wait. So you you are at the what? Center, what
0: is it? Oh, the Enterprise Center. So the Enterprise Center has been a nonprofit CDC, uh, um, uh, a lending institution in West Philly for, gener- for uh, a few decades. Wow. Since I was born, I've never been even there. heard of it. That's crazy. exactly. A lot of people don't haven't heard of it, but they finance a lot of these black businesses that we see going on in the city. They're the behind the scenes financing. Get out of here! For sure. And um, also, they do a lot for the community members. Uh, like I've, like every week we give out food on Tuesdays and Thursdays at Forty Six Market. Okay, um, you, you probably know, need
1: to connect with Perk too. We're, we're she really does a lot of community stuff. Oh, a that's lot. what's up. Yeah, yes. yeah,
0: yeah. You same, you know, West Philly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. and they really have a big Fifty Second Street initiative with making sure it's Black stays Black. And that it it comes back, you know. In this heyday, it had five movie theaters on it. It was it really was a, the Black Main Street really, of Philadelphia. Was it? Yeah, for sure. And wow, we wanted, I'm getting we, we to we're getting educated. We're getting educated.
1: That's dope. Okay, so your organization can help them find employment.
0: Oh, so it, it, excuse me. In particular, what I would do is I'm going to make sure people call me. Like I met a brother the other day. He said he was homeless, sleeping in a park. Just got out. Damn. You know. Give me some money. Here goes my car. Call me. We're going to hook you up. We're going to get you somewhere to live. And, okay. you know, start to ingratiate so you. Some the- Yeah, for sure. But you said generally, what should somebody do? Yeah. Um, one, it's a lot. It's easy. To, it's actually easier to get a job than I would have ever imagined. I've really? really been helping a lot of people get jobs. But what I... Even with records? Yeah. I mean, everybody not going to hire you. You're not going to be able to be, a you know, the top-notch banker. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I'm right, saying? You got to right, start, right. start where you got to start from. Right. But um, you definitely got to educate yourself, but you need to get with somebody that can help you craft a resume and interviewing skills is something that even I needed before I could actually get a job. Mm-hmm. I needed to, I could, you know, I go in a room and I'm going to start talking. I'm going to come in there fresh and find a, find yeah, a you know. But, but you're blessed to be able to articulate. So that's a good thing, too. But what I'm saying is even me needed that Perfect. help. So, you know, that's something that we do need training on, how to, how to, how to craft a resume to shine and show, even though I may not have, have an extensive work experience, I still have a lot of skills. It may be interpersonal skills, stuff like that. Good. Um, so, yeah. Super dope. So. It's what, actually, I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> we really need a comprehensive program for people that's getting out, run by people who have already gotten it. I agree. It. And that's something I'm I agree.
1: About I agree. Absolutely. Because you already know. You exactly. have the skills. You already know. Listen, this is what it's going to be from everything that you automatically experience. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's a great, 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 great idea. Um, when you came home mm-hmm. in terms of uh, credit and all of that kind of stuff, I know that you had some goals. Mm. How long mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. How long did it take you to achieve those goals?
0: Mm. So for me, <laughs> my, 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 my story was this. I, again i didn't really know how i was going to move mm-hmm. so i came home a friend of mine he had he had a, a rehab company hired me got a job and then i had a cousin who um had a bunch of you know disposable cash that he was looking to invest okay. so between the two i was finding my place in the middle of all that um i got recruited to get a job in dc to be to help people transition when they get out mm-hmm. you know the offer was like 55k a year Living in DC. Right. Exactly. I was home a year and a half. I was ready. I was was like, (laughs) big time. (laughs) So, you know, I was ready. I was excited. Uh, Plus, I love DC as a city. Okay. Um, Went out there for an interview. Everything was going great. Maybe like a week or two later, I get the call that, because she had already told me I was hired, but I got the call to say we actually have to, you know, renege our offer because. There's a policy that you have to be home three years to go back into the prison. Wow. So my record hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um and by then I had already quit my job.
1: No. Yeah, I quit my job. I moved,
0: I moved into my apartment. And um, <laughs> you know, now I had all these I had all this money that I had to be spending. You never up, told me that. Had either. bills. You never told me that. So I didn't. And you, was, and you you, you ain't know, never told me that you, <laughs> you so do She used to call me. Be blessing. Yo, you encouraging me. Keep going, Ken. Keep... Sure, no, I, I, I might have had $50. You I was, I was on my out, last... Like
1: when I called like you, you damn,
0: was But I never, I never gave you that energy, Neither I you tried my best end. never to... You, you know, did I was, end. I was on go. But, yeah, so... That's but, crazy because
1: you never know what people are going through.
0: For sure. But I always believed in myself, even when it was at its lowest of the lower, low, the low, low, in. I just believed in myself. But what I did was... So, I lost a job. Had a couple dollars saved up. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And what I ended up <laughs> doing... Was uh s- stupid taking out a loan and using that cash because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna flip cars. That's what my little, my youngest brother. He known in the streets to like selling cars. So you was able to get a loan. I was oh, so you asked me. How you was able to
1: get a loan? Hear
0: me out. You you asked me about what should should somebody do coming home? Right. Definitely, you know, invest and fix it repairing your credit. And securing some money coming in because with credit and a couple dollars, you could do anything.
1: Absolutely, and I, was, I try to tell people that all the time. I don't think they believe it. Not even that they that they don't believe it. <clears throat> I just think that they were never taught about it, never educated on sure. it. So it's like, yeah, credit, yeah. But you really, like, it really could change your life.
0: Of course. <laughs> just like home ownership. So I had learned. I, I was doing a lot of learning, and I saw how you could qualify for a mortgage, mm-hmm. FHA loans, 3.5%, mm-hmm. you know, construction loans. So I was positioning myself for that. But when I lost, positioning. The, but when I lost the job, I was like, man, I'm, I'm betting on me. I just took out a loan, and I was like, I'm going to flip cars. How much did they give you? They offered me 20 I was like, if I can't flip 10 I don't deserve the money.
1: Okay.
0: So I took the 10 out.
1: Who and was and your, I wasn't no was car you, sales.
0: Your, <laughs> I couldn't get out the car. I couldn't get out of the bed to sell no car. I just but let wasn't me excited. ask you this.
1: So, you didn't, first of all, don't ever do that again.
0: Of course if not. If somebody
1: is insane. giving you 20 or 30, oh, take, that take 20. the whole. Which, what's, uh, Greg, we had a conversation about that before. He was like, sis, somebody told me, yeah, they wanted to give me 150. I said, no, I don't want 150. Just give me 25. you be scared to death, He Why said, you... bro, if <laughs> right. you got. Pay on a 25, you're gonna have to pay yeah. on a 152. No what difference does it make? Exactly. Take the whole bag. Exactly.
0: So you didn't take the 20. Didn't take the 20. You I took, took the 10. 10, bought all these cars. I was excited. Then <laughs> it's like, yeah, you gotta go to the junkyard. You gotta get this. I'm like, all right, go to the junkyard. Go to the junkyard, you gotta get a tool, gotta get it fixed, you gotta. Uh. And I'm like, first of all, it's illegal anyway. You you know, you gotta have a car lot, a car yes. license, and all yeah. that to sell cars. So I'm doing all this stuff and it's just not exciting. It's again, it's not tapping into my purpose. Mm-hmm. So Every month, I was just watching that money dwindle, 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 oh, dwindle serious? because I really sank into a depression. This was like 2018, ah. and I'm just like, Yo, I don't know what I'm doing out here. But the, like, so I'm that's trying what to. The
1: depression came from you just not knowing.
0: I, not knowing. Mm-hmm. Not knowing what I'm like, w- What What am I doing? What do what mm-hmm. I have to say into the world? There's a lot of things you that I'm saying. But are, I'm not doing but anything. There are people that we're
1: that's right. going through that that have never been incarcerated.
0: I they realize fall that. Fall into too. a
1: depression because they don't know. A lot of people don't understand what their purpose is, and if you just take the time to be still, it that's will eventually I, come. That's, to you.
0: That's ultimately what I did. I really took the rest of that year after I tried the car thing again. I was trying to invest. You ain't in real told me none of this. Too. None of this stuff. You kept
1: all this from me. It was hard. It's it was not tough. a good friend. You're not a good friend.
0: You're well, supposed to share. You know what though? Every time you call, you was giving me. You didn't know you was feeding me energy. Okay. And I used to do my best to give it back. If I if I needed you. I would have, you know, if I needed somebody. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I can rely on myself. I can battle through this. I've been through it Good. all. Good you know you. what I'm saying? And I'm glad I, I went through that experience because it gave me the confidence. No matter what I'm confronted with, right I'm figured. Like you said, you gonna figure it out. Figure it out. It out. Yeah. Gonna figure it out. Yeah. I remember when I interviewed you. When I started finding that purpose, that was one of the messages that you uh, that you said you was like real. You know, successful people they gotta figure it out. That's they something we gonna have to learn it to do. Out. That's I'm like, it. I'm like that was. Dope. They
1: figure it out. They right. do. So, so one of the things too that you're doing that I think is amazing is you have this. Would you call it like a docu series? This is docu series. It is. First of all, the first time that I saw it, oh, Herb, you, you have it? to check it. <laughs> get out of here. You have to check this out. The first time that I saw it, I was so in awe. I started every contact in my phone that I felt <laughs> oh, right, that could right. like give you some sort of like put you on. I sent them the the link right. because it was so so dope to me. Really, I see it like on TV, on like Big Time TV, and I see it being something big. For sure. So I love that. What is it called again?
0: It's called walkies, which is a prison term for like your best friend. While you right. Because right. y'all walk everywhere together. Right. You know, you're like your cellie is who you live with in the cell. And, right. You know. So, um, but yeah, going towards the end of that year, like I was saying, um, we, um, I was, I was lost. I was trying to find myself. And that's how i got into the whole docuseries series thing one of the things that i didn't like while i was incarcerated was the portrayal of somebody who had a case and was coming home and mm. you know felon ex-con all this all these words i wasn't feeling that right, so i wanted right. to rep you know show the true story of somebody that made a mistake you know they were lost but they found themselves in prison and ultimately what did they do with that when they when they come out on the other side so uh we filmed five different people at different stages of reentry, called the walkies and we put it out there. We released two episodes, and now we, you know, about to release our third.
1: Oh, you are about to do another one? Yeah, cool. I got
0: five in total. Cool. I got three more. <laughs> cool.
1: But even like the production of it, right, was like big time. I right, said, right. okay, shoot, right. shoot, do this thing. Right. I was so impressed with that, and I feel like it's so needed. Right. I'm, like, why don't we? Like, why don't we expose stuff like that? Like, why doesn't that get exposure? Like, I feel like it could. Ultimately, it's, first of all, it offers great perspective, but just encouragement, too.
0: Definitely. I mean, that's what it was created for. So in terms of the production, it's funny because, you know, this is when I was at the end. I was, ba- my bad. I was basically dead broke. And um, I found my production team from old school just networking. You know, one guy um, I met at a screening, got to talking, told him what my vision was. He jumped on board. The other guy, I actually found him on Craigslist. No and way. Real right. Told Did them what, you really put a, put out a Craigslist ad? I'm so I'm in the crib, like you said, take that moment to be still. Purpose, I was still for months purpose. in the crib. But listen, just, when you
1: walking in purpose, alignment happens. Definitely. Come on, somebody.
0: Definitely. So I assembled the team. I told them what the vision was, and was like, "Yo, just trust me. I'm gonna find a bag. You know, we gonna get paid for this. But this, this, you know, we got We got to put this out there. And to their credit, they jumped on board. Wasn't pressuring me, and put in the work. So we went out there, we filmed, and you, you know, to their credit, that's why the production is at that level.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. So you rent, so so basically, the universe aligned a team for you that was already qualified.
0: The, the team was qualified. The they didn't just give is, them to me. I had to put, I had to find them. Right. But then I assembled the team, and yes, um, after that, yeah, the God, you know, God blessed me with yeah. people who are. Y'all really have capable.
1: to go and check out. This docu-series. And that's Walkies on YouTube. Walkies on YouTube. Super-duper-duper-duper good. So now, where do you see yourself going now in terms of reaching some of your goals? Do you know what your purpose is at this point? Do you know um, how you're going to well Actually, you're you're utilizing Mm -hmm. your purpose now. Mm -hmm. But what does it look like for Shu in the next three to five years?
0: I think this is another thing that, in terms of reentry, Um, I would like to say that you don't have to have it all figured out. It's hard to have it all figured out, you know, today. And that's what keeps a a lot of us from moving because I don't know where to go. But guess what? I don't
1: don't even want to have it all figured out because if I don't have something to work towards or grow towards then I'm going to be stagnant. I want to learn. I tell people, yo, I don't want to be the person that's not teachable. I always want to learn and grow. Right. So that's a good point that you said.
0: Yeah, so uh, with, with that said, I'm enjoying the production. You know, pe- more people are reaching out for me to hire me to produce other things. Walkers, well, I see that being a national, you know, program. Uh, I'm, I'm just right now excited to release episode three. And um, but what I realize is that I need to go back into my neighborhood and see if I could save that next generation that followed awesome. up under us. So and that's your that goal cool for the next... So th- that's one of the reasons why you know I actually took a job with the Enterprise Center is because they're invested in that community. And because of what I've done in my past, it provides me a level of credibility with some of the dudes that's still out there mm-hmm. operating. And I'm going with, I'm talking to them, telling them, do y'all know anybody that's making millions from selling drugs they're like no i'm like all right you, you know you would you,
1: have made it to that without going to jail or dying
0: right so but to, to, to their that's credit a, good point. a lot it's of easy, them know, that's
1: easy for a young kid to process that question yeah they
0: like there's no success out here so why y'all out here well i'm stuck in it one young boy told me he said it's like being in love you know when you're in love with somebody even though you know the relationship may be toxic toxic it's hard to just pull yourself out mm. so I feel, you know, a sense of uh, duty, not only for the people that I've hurt, Mm -hmm. but also just to them as a as a once I once was a role model to them Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. go back and try to save them. Okay. so. You know that's what walkies is about, and that's what everything I do is about.
1: Okay, awesome. So I thank you for your time. You know what I'm saying coming to Bless the niche speaks podcast. You I mean, know because you all big time. Yeah, for yeah.
0: You want to you want to call you to call my people <laughs> after this. I mean, you know, we up, man.
1: We all <laughs> the way up. But I thank you for your time. I'm super duper grateful. Um and good luck on your journey everything and of course okay. as always anything i can do to help you know what i'm saying you always got a hand from maserati niche
0: already know this she's a queen right here has always oh, su- she, all she does is celebrate you. people thank love on people, thank support you. people push people. push people i'll
1: be trying i love you niche. i love you I'll, I'll be trying I'll, I'll, be, I'll be trying i'll be trying i'll be trying but i thank you once again you are tuned in into the niche speaks podcast where I am giving you financial games so that you can obtain financial games. Go on Instagram. Check out my boy Shoe Jet. Make sure you put the jet, jet on it. <laughs> jet. it. Jet. Just, Make call sure, me just go on Instagram. Check out my boy. Also, check out his docuseries, Walkies. Thank you for stopping in. Maserati Niche. I'm loving on y'all. We at... Yeah. Niche. Yeah. <laughs>